Welcome to Click, Treat, Repeat. This is a horse-focused podcast discussing positive reinforcement training, equine management and welfare, and other horse-related topics. So let's get started. Okay, so today we're going to be talking about the concept of energy in horse training and just talking about our opinions on this. And it's probably going to be a short episode, but I think it's kind of an interesting topic. So I don't know, do you want to start and kind of maybe like what's your general opinion on that? I'm kind of on the fence. (laughs) I don't really swing one way or the other. I mean, I feel like a lot of the way I think is pretty scientific, so it is hard to think of something that wouldn't fall into that category as like a training method, quote unquote. So I don't really know where I stand or how I feel completely about it. Yeah, I mean, that's very fair. I'm pretty much the same. I would probably say I lean a bit more towards like not using it and being against it just because I think it is very vague and in general it does need to be operationalized like however you're using it and a lot of people don't operationalize it they kind of just say like energy and they don't really explain like what they actually mean by that so I think it's really important if you are going to use that word to be able to point to exactly what you're talking about with that like I know some people use it in the sense of just very subtle shifts in body language or things like that and I am you know a fan of using very subtle shifts in body language and things like that to communicate. But I feel like the term energy doesn't necessarily need to be used in that context. You can just say subtle shifts in body language or something like that. So um, that's why I'm kind of a little bit wary of it because I think it's a bit confusing and a bit uncertain what it means. And if you are able to operationalize it successfully, you could just use, you know, the operational definition of it whatever that may be. I feel like there's so many different definitions for energy. Like some people might be referring to like an internal feeling, like the gut feeling, quote unquote, or they might be referring to like using energy from a whip behind a horse to get them to move forward. Like it can be referring to so many things. And I think that's where I struggle the most with it. Yeah, I agree. I had a trainer who would talk about like pointing at the horse, like literally, you know, using your finger to point at the horse. And obviously the horse had been trained through negative reinforcement and positive punishment and whatnot to move away from the point. But she would basically just say like, direct your energy at the horse. And it's just kind of not describing what's actually happening because it's something that was trained previously it's not like you can just point at a horse and they're gonna immediately know just from that that they need to follow your energy or whatever like there's a training process that came before that that's really what's happening yeah exactly it's not just energy whatever that actually means (laughs) yeah I agree and I think another way that energy can be used is literally like high energy or low energy like if the horse is very forward and you know wanting to speed up and go faster or if the horse is kind of relaxed and moving slower and so I think like in that sense it can definitely be useful because I think a good way to kind of set the horse up for success is to 
well, first of all, you definitely want to have balance in your training between like lower energy and higher energy behaviors in terms of like, you know, how much effort the horse has to expend to do those behaviors. But also if the horse is, you know, high energy that day and they're pretty forward and they seem interested in going faster or doing movements that require more effort, then maybe that day you work on those type of behaviors that are going to require that effort to kind of set the horse up for success. Because, you know, if the horse is really wanting to go and you're working on stay, that might not go so well. I mean, I'm not saying don't like you can't do that, but I think part of setting them up for success is being aware of that type of thing. So in that sense, I do think it could be useful, but that's almost like a completely different use of the word I feel than the way that some people use it. Yeah. Energy in that sense, like how energetic the horse is feeling that day is more scientific and less like woo. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. I think like the term energy in general in the less scientific sense I kind of associate it with natural horsemanship as in like they're not totally aware of what actual scientific training processes are happening so they kind of just like slap a word on it like oh energy that's what's doing this because they don't know like what's actually going on you know I'm sure some natural horsemanship people really know what's going on and are very intelligent about training and everything but in general that's kind of like the you know feeling I get from that word I've also heard it used in like a focus kind of way. Like I think it's in Mosey Truitt's course, but she says to like focus on the hoof that you want them to pick up. And I think she uses energy in her course. I think that's what she calls it, but she's talking more like looking at the body part that you want them to move rather than like with natural horsemanship where you're chasing a horse, you're following their shoulder and chasing their butt with the whip. Like that's way different energy too, even though I don't know where I stand on that either completely, but that's a totally different use of the word in a kind of similar context, just different training methods. Yeah, exactly. That's a really good example of like a positive reinforcement person that, you know, does use the word energy. And I really enjoyed her course and I really like her perspective on training and a lot of the stuff that she had to offer. I personally probably wouldn't have used that word, but I also get why she did. And, you know, she's much more clear with what she actually means by it. And I think kind of like directing your, you know, quote unquote energy towards something also does result in those small shifts in body language or, you know, like you're physically looking at, you know, the part of the horse that you want them to move or do something with. And I think that also goes back to something that I learned from Clicker Expo, which is that the handler is a part of the environment. So the exact way that you set up yourself and the way you stand and, you know, any tiny little thing that you're doing is a part of the environment to the horse. So they're going to see that and they're going to kind of take that in as part of the environment. So you can use your own body and your own setup to also help set them up for success. And I think a good way of doing that is like Mosey Truett says to kind of, you know, focus on what you want to be happening and, you know, those subtle shifts that that will cause might help give some clues to the horse about what they're supposed to be doing. Yeah. And I was thinking pretty much the exact same thing. I think it was her video where she was teaching the horse to, I think they were kicking a bucket unintentionally but that's what ended up happening that's what the horse wanted to do but she was trying to get them to use one foot versus a different one 
So she was looking at the hoof and kind of like facing towards that leg. And that's not technically energy. That's what it's called in her course. But those little tiny body language cues from the person end up being the cue for that behavior. So, I mean, they can see like the tiniest details, like even just where your eyes are. So her looking down towards the hoof would eventually become the cue for that behavior. Yeah, that's so true. And that also reminds me of the fact that I think a lot of the time we think we taught like a vocal cue or something like that. But a lot of the time, if you can't, you know, cue a behavior from literally any position, it's really not that it's they're actually going based off of your body. So I feel that a lot of people kind of think they're using a vocal cue, but they're actually using, you know, a, a physical cue of how they're standing or, you know, some other thing that's going on with their body. Um, and so I think that's kind of interesting as well with how horses are really attuned to how we are positioning our body. And I guess like you could think of that as energy, but if you're able to describe it in a more clear way, personally, I would go with the more clear way. Yeah. It's kind of one of those suitcase terms, like putting labels on horses. You're kind of just putting a label on the behavior that you're doing to elicit the behavior you want the horse to do. Yeah. And I think some people are definitely more like, I don't know, just almost to a spiritual level of like the horse can sense energy fields and things like that. And it's hard for me to really have an opinion on that because horses definitely sense things that we don't. And they're definitely, they definitely, you know, take in the environment and communicate in different ways than we do. So I don't think we understand everything about how horses are communicating. And, you know, maybe there's some element of that, that is true that horses are able to sense certain things that we can't sense. But I will say that I think in terms of like science-based training, we don't really have a lot of science to go off of saying like, there are these vague energy fields that horses can detect, like as far as I'm aware of. So I don't know, I would focus more on just focusing on the environment and, you know, the, the subtle communication signals than on that, especially because it is really hard to pin down exactly what you mean by you know, energy fields that the horse can sense? Is it like emotions? Like, can they sense the emotion that I'm feeling? Is it, I don't even know. It's just very hard to kind of pin down. And I do think, you know, there is that sort of deep connection that a lot of people do feel is kind of spiritual with horses, but I don't know that there's like the information out there to really definitively say that we can, you know, classify that as energy or something like that. Yeah, that's where it's complicated for me because obviously that aspect of horses is really appealing like we want our horses to be spiritually connected with us like that's fascinating but there really aren't any studies at least that I've seen that can prove that so really you're just going off of anecdotal information which sometimes is really valuable but other times it's not at all yeah I completely agree and I looked into some I guess blog post type things online from various different trainers just kind of random trainers I had never heard of that did all sorts of variety of things probably a lot in the natural horsemanship realm because I think they tend to use that word a lot but you know various different things and I found all sorts of little kind of phrases that I didn't really know what they meant like somebody said you're doing a dance of energy with the horse and I was you know, it wasn't really clearly explained what dance of energy means or, you know, what that like 
entails with the horse. And so for me, that just, again, sounds a lot like somebody's doing, you know, negative reinforcement probably, or maybe even positive reinforcement or a different quadrant. And they're not really able to put words to what they're doing. So they're seeing it as kind of like this mystical dance of energy thing. So I think a lot of times like science can put words to things like this that we don't need to refer to them in sort of like vague, um, uncertain terms. But yeah, I think in general, if you are going to use those words, just try to be clear on like what you mean by it and not say like dance of energy and don't describe what that actually means because that's very confusing. Yeah, that would make me not want to use that trainer personally, unless they could explain it to me. Yeah, exactly. And then this also reminds me of another thing from Clicker Expo that I heard, which was Dr. Friedman, Susan Friedman, she was talking about how the phrase training is an art, she doesn't really necessarily find to be like a very good or useful phrase, because you have to operationalize what you mean by art. And it's kind of hard to do that because art is kind of like the type of term that isn't really meant to be operationalized it's kind of just like you know like what is art I don't know we could get into philosophical conversation it's not really the point of this podcast so I I guess like the the takeaway that I got from what she was saying I don't know if this was like what she was intending or if this is just the takeaway that I got but I think it was kind of like I try to make the choice to focus on my training as being science-based and trying to really look into what is you know supported by the evidence of what's going on with the animal because I think there's a lot of um kind of intuitive or traditional even things that we feel or think about horses and a lot of people in our community like in the positive reinforcement community have kind of unlearned those things and hopefully learned more accurate things so our sense of senses of intuition might be more accurate or you know, more aligning with the science and the evidence. But in general, I feel like the more you can stay away from those kind of vague terms, the more you're really focusing on what the animal is doing. But then on the other hand, as somebody who academically studies philosophy, and I really do enjoy those type of like interesting and vague things and, you know, talking about what they could mean and what potential actual spiritual things could be going on with horses it's just it's hard to kind of figure out how you want to handle that but I just try to go towards the science whenever I can and that usually doesn't necessarily go with the more vague phrases that was just a lot but yeah (laughs) yeah I'm trying to find exactly what to respond to (laughs) I know there's just so much I'm sorry (laughs) it's okay I've definitely heard that phrase before though that training is an art and I've even heard it from positive reinforcement based trainers as well but I think there is some degree of creativity, like if you are troubleshooting a behavior where you don't know where to go next, you might have to think on your feet and be pretty creative, but there is still science behind that creativity. So it's not like you can just pick up a paintbrush and paint something and then call it art. Like it's, it's a living being. It's not just something you can make up as you go necessarily. Yeah, I mean, I definitely think the intention of that phrase is like what you're saying, like, there's creativity involved. And there's also kind of a a personalness involved more so than, you know, if you're constantly saying, my training is completely science based or whatever, which, you know, I like to say, because I try to look at science, then you're, you might even be losing a little bit of the 
personalness of horse training because you know all horses are individuals even though we are basing this on science there are still situations that do require sort of a you know and a personal approach and you know science gives you a lot of information but sometimes in certain situations you do have to rely more on intuition and so like I definitely understand that and I want to make place to value that but I also think it's it's hard when a lot of people's intuition in the horse world is just not what it should be yeah I always talk about like a child's idea of horses but we do need to bring a lot of that back into the horsemanship world and that does include intuition because I feel like when you're younger you just have a better sense I guess of what the horse is actually feeling and you don't have anyone that's broken you down yet to tell you that they're not feeling that, that the horse can't feel you kicking them or pulling on their reins or growling at them, whatever else people do. I think that that sense of intuition does really get lost as you progress in the horse world and grow up. Yeah, for sure. And I guess that's the hard thing is that we want to prioritize intuition and that type of personal connection but it's hard to just kind of like universally recommend that because like you said people kind of lose what their intuition should be because of people kind of like just breaking them and getting it out of them by telling them incorrect and kind of cruel things instead yeah it's really unfortunate that that's the way most instructors go about training their students too because it's clearly reflected on the horses as well as the students. You see the broken down, like learned helplessness state in both parties, not just the horse. Yeah, exactly. I really hate those memes that people make. That's like the typical lesson horses. And it will have like the, the horse that you have to kick really hard to get to move and the horse that's scared of everything and like all of those things that you just know are serious behavioral issues and welfare issues that have resulted from poor training and poor management and it's like oh this should not be a meme but you know it's definitely I think something that everyone recognizes that lesson horses do tend to kind of have behavioral issues and um, things like that as a result of being lesson horses but for some reason people just don't connect that with like oh maybe we should do something differently in lessons. I've seen a lot of posts like that on really every different social media platform. Thankfully, I usually unfollow those pages pretty quickly, (laughs) (laughs) but I have seen more recently more people actually speaking up about these things, mostly with dogs, but also with horses. So that's really cool to see, even though the original content isn't great. Yeah, that is really cool to see. Sometimes it takes like poor content to get people to speak up about it which sucks but at least it leads to a better outcome yeah at least there's something happening yes in general I feel like horse memes are usually disappointing it's like there's so much good content but yet they don't pick that they just pick bad ones (laughs) they just make fun of horses for being quote-unquote grumpy (laughs) yep pretty much (laughs) I mean, there's like whole Facebook groups dedicated to it. Like, I'm pretty sure I'm in a Facebook group that's like moody chestnut mares or something. And like the whole group is just like a thousand people posting. This is my moody chestnut mare. I do not know why I'm in that group. Sometimes I just, I guess I'm punishing myself. I'm like, you have to look at all these 
people who don't know what's going on. But I don't know. I guess I just try to be in spaces where maybe I'll eventually have a small chance to like share something that might be helpful or might kind of share another opinion. Because even if like I get laugh reacts or whatever, I know somebody out there saw that comment and is going to think twice about it. Like even if it doesn't change their opinion or it doesn't make them change their actions with their horse, you know, somebody's going to get a little tiny seed planted in their mind of like, oh, somebody didn't find this joke funny and, you know, that's going to cause them to just think about it. So, I mean, I'm not out here commenting on like every meme, like, you know, but I definitely have been known to occasionally comment when one is particularly triggering to me. I do that every once in a while too. Usually it's on body language though. Not necessarily memes, because people misread things a lot, as you know. <laughs> yeah. But usually the comments back are like, do you even have horses? <laughs> <laughs> yes, they live with me. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <my> favorite. <laughs> but you know, at least they're thinking about it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, hopefully they're thinking about it. <laughs> I don't know. So many horse people are so close-minded, but, you know, just those little things, maybe it'll just create a tiny little bit of change I'll take what I can get at this point (laughs) yeah pretty much (laughs) yeah I don't really have a ton more on energy I guess like another thing I saw about energy though was some people were kind of using the weird metaphor of like an energy glass and like when your energy glass is too empty or too full you lose connection to the horse which I thought it was really interesting because I really don't know what that means. I feel like it could be interpreted in many different ways. Like maybe it's like your own focus with what you're doing and with the horse. Maybe it's like some sort of more spiritual thing of like your connection with the horse that you don't necessarily have a ton of like immediately immediate control over, but you like form a connection with the horse and you have to like maintain that connection by positive experiences. I don't really know, but I found it slightly interesting but probably not I wouldn't recommend like using that term but yeah (laughs) yeah that sounds really confusing (laughs) I took a few different like I don't even know what to call them it was the spiritual lady I took a couple classes through her just out of curiosity and one of them actually was for animal communication and she talked a lot about like creating light in your space and things like that and I just could not visualize it at all. (laughs) I don't know if maybe I just don't have that or if it doesn't exist at all. It's very confusing, but you know, at least I tried it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, that's really interesting. I find that like when I'm doing meditation and stuff, I do kind of like those weird internal visual things. And I feel like I'm able to kind of like get a visual or like a feeling from it for myself but I try to keep it more to like my own meditation because I feel like humans do have more of an ability to like comprehend those things possibly but then it's like if you're applying that to training then it might be taking you in a direction that you're not supposed to be going I hope you enjoyed this episode of click treat repeat feel free to check us out on instagram at click treat repeat pod You can find Jen at Genuine Equine and myself at bonafide.bt. We upload new episodes every other Monday and hope to see you then. Happy training.